Merry meet everyone, and thank you for joining me for the very first episode of Round the Cauldron. I'm your host, Megan, here to shed light on a Wicca from a modern perspective. Mix in, you can expect to see Wicca from the view of a mother, from a feminist, and a political liberal. Uh, if that's not your thing, then we'll consider this your warning. <laughs> Before we jump into the bulk of today's episode, I want to give you a little background about myself. I am 27 years old. I have an amazing partner who doesn't want to be named, and we've been together for 10 years. We have a five-year-old little girl together, and she's the spitting image of myself, both in looks and attitude. Uh, you might hear from her eventually if she ever wants to be on the show but not at this moment. Um, I have been a practicing Wiccan for over 10 years, and over that span of time, my beliefs have shifted widely. I am not initiated into a specific tradition. However, I do respect those that are, and I do ask for the same respect in return. You'll hear more about my beliefs throughout this podcast, but the basics include worship of the god and goddess in their many forms, reincarnation, magical practice, and essentially, do no harm but take no shit. So now that you know a little bit about me, let's jump into the main topic for today, which is going to be a little bit of a rundown on the basics of what Wicca is. What is Wicca? I'm going to try this again because apparently when I paused it the first time and then I kept talking and it didn't record. <laughs> so, um, the dictionary defines Wicca as a form of modern paganism, especially a tradition founded in England in the mid-20th century. And it claims its origins from pre-Christian religion pre-Christian religions. So to, in order to really understand it, we have to first understand exactly where Wicca came from. So despite claims of being an ancient religion, Wicca was actually founded by a man named Gerald Gardner in the 1950s. He was a British civil servant who spent a lot of his time overseas in Asia and when he was there, he became familiar with a variety of occult practices and magical beliefs. He basically borrowed from those cultures, smashed that all together, and um, included teachings influenced by Aleister Crowley. He went back to England before World War II and became involved in the British occult community. From there... He founded a movement based on a reverence of nature, a practice of magic, and the worship of a female deity and other associated male deities. <clears throat> when, the rich when the witchcraft laws of England were repealed in 1950, he published his first book called Witchcraft Today, founded his first coven, and developed witchcraft into what is now known as Wicca. So Wicca spread from England and Europe to the states in the 60s and it's actually now one of the fastest growing religions in the United States. There are multiple traditions within Wicca and it's going to include 
things like the Gardnerian tradition, Alexandrian Wicca, and Dianic Wicca. Um, I, I think of it in terms of Wicca being kind of an umbrella term for the different traditions that are there, sort of how Christianity, there's a bunch of other traditions of Christianity under that main term. Uh, it's the same sort of applies to the different traditions within Wicca. So even though there are multiple traditions, they all typically hold the same sort of beliefs, even though that their rituals and practices can vary from tradition to tradition. Uh, these basic beliefs include worship of the god and or goddess, a respect for nature, a belief in magic, reverence for nature's cycles, and following what we call the wheel of the year, which is our, our holidays. Wiccans, we have one law that we hold sacred, and that's going to be the Wiccan Reed. It's a lot like the, the golden rule that you hear about, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Um, but the Wiccan Reed states, and it harm none, do as you will. A lot of people attribute uh, an entire work written by Lady Gwen, Gwen Thompson called Reed of the Wicca as the read in its entirely, but it's not necessarily true. Uh, we follow this tenet with the knowledge that all living things are creations of the divine and to intentionally harm without purpose is harm against the divine. It brings up a different topic that's widely debated in the pagan community, but I'm, I'm not really going to get into that today. And that is the belief that if you are a Wiccan, you must be vegan. Otherwise, you are contributing to the harm of the divine's creations. Um, it's, it's a really widely and heavily debated topic. And I'll probably do an entire episode on its own just with that and my thoughts and opinions on on the topic because I have them. <laughs> uh, so let's see. I got my got my notes here so that I don't miss anything. Wiccans we don't also go around and preach our religion to other people. Like you see a lot of people that follow a Christian or Abrahamic faith doing. We don't believe that every single person on the planet needs to be Wiccan in order to reach their spiritual ascension and gain their connection to the divine. Uh, we, a lot of us, believe that all paths can lead to the same destination and it's not... Uh, that it's about how you live your life that matters most. So it's not the destination that's entirely important. It's the journey and how you get there. We also believe in an afterlife, but our afterlife is not necessarily permanent. It's not like the Christian religions where you you live really well and you're free from sin and you repent and you go to heaven or you live a really bad life and you go to hell and burn for all of eternity. Um, that's, that's not what we believe. Uh, we believe in something called the Summerlands. And the Summerlands are essentially a resting place for your spirit in between lives. 
um, because we do believe in reincarnation. So when we're done in this life, we move on to the Summerland in preparation for our next life. Time has no meaning in the Summerland and the spirit can actually rest there as long as it needs to. And once the next life has been decided, the spirit is then reborn and continues in their journey to spiritual ascension. Um, a spirit can also choose to become a guide for those that are still in their mortal life if that spirit has reached a place of spiritual awareness enough to be a teacher and a guide to anyone else. We believe in magic and we use it to affect the world around us with the help of the divine. We use the energy around us and we learn over time to sort of manipulate it to get the things that we want or the things that we need. Now, I am of the belief that if your spirit guide or if the divine do, um, if they if they want to, they can step in and either help you or hinder you in your magical workings. But I'm not sure how many other Wiccans believe that. I I think that the god and the goddess and spirit guides and any other. Th thing of the sort sometimes has more important things to do than sort of police every single person in what they're doing. Um, and there, there's another thing that can be really confusing about those of us that practice Wicca, and that is that we don't all practice the same. Unless you're in a coven, and I'll explain what a coven is in a minute. Um, unless you're in a coven, you don't really have rules or guidelines except for the Wiccan read on how you should practice and the things that you should believe. So if you ask if you ask a hundred Wiccans what Wicca means to them and exactly what their beliefs are, you're probably going to get at least a hundred different answers. <laughs> um, and Wiccans can come from all walks of life. You know, you don't need to be a cisgendered white woman in her 20s to be a Wiccan. You can be from anywhere in the world with any gender identity, any age, and any sexual preference, etc., etc. So there's no uh, prerequisites to being a Wiccan other than following the Wiccan read. Now, there are... There are two sort of ways of being Wiccan and the first one is practicing within a coven and you can think of a coven if you come from a Christian background as sort of like a like a church. A coven is a group of witches or Wiccans who practice together and typically follow the same tradition. They hold their rituals together, they do spell work together, and they sort of just hang out together um, to worship their gods and goddesses for spiritual and magical discussion and um, things of things of that nature. Now, the the other thing, if you are not in a coven, which would be me, I am not in a coven, is if you're practicing on your own. We call those Wiccans solitary Wiccans because we practice by ourselves. 
it can be lonely sometimes, but it's it's it happens. Um, so if you're a solitary Wiccan, it can be harder sometimes to get the guidance that you need, especially if you're just starting out. Um, and I mean, for me, I I started researching and reading and trying to get my hands on everything that I could when I was about 12 or 13 years old. So, I mean, we had access to the internet, but it's nothing like it is today. You know, I would not have known back then to search for podcasts or blogs or things like that, where people share their opinions and share their beliefs and share the things that they know. Um, and that's kind of where where this podcast is being born from, because coming from that that age, I know how hard it can be to find reliable information and credible information from people that actually cite their sources or um, know what the heck they're talking about. So I just wanted to bring bring that to the table. You know, I want to help any newbie Wiccans out there, or or even if you aren't looking to practice Wicca, you know, you're just, you're curious, or you know somebody who's Wiccan, or your kid has brought it up to you and said, hey, I, I'm really interested in this thing, and, um, you know... I, I want to do it. And for for a parent, I know it can be really scary when your kid expresses interest in something that you have absolutely no idea about or that might even scare you. Um, for, for example, when I first told my mother that I was interested in practicing Wicca and I was reading books about it, she... <laughs> She told me that it was the work of the devil, essentially, and that it was devil worship and Satanism and things along those lines. And I can I can see how she would she would get that. Um, she grew up I I think she grew up in a Baptist family. I'm not sure, but she is she is a Christian, and at that point in time. She had absolutely no idea what Wicca was and what it meant, and she didn't think that it would, was something that would have been good for me. So, yeah, <laughs> I just, I just want to bring it all to the table and teach, basically, teach what Wicca is, what we do, how we do it. And get it out there, because it's becoming more mainstream, especially with it being one of the fastest growing religions in the United States. However, I know there's also still a lot of misconceptions and um, myths and things surrounding Wicca, and I'm, I'm here to help. That's what I'm here for. So... Stay tuned, I guess. <laughs> uh, I have a lot planned for this podcast. 
And um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. If you like this podcast, feel free to leave a comment down below and share it with your friends. You can also add this RSS feed to your favorite podcast app to get immediately updated when a new episode is posted. And you can join me over on Patreon, where you can get exclusive access to podcast episodes, guided meditations, and more for as little as $2 a month. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and all of these links will be posted in the show notes.